Support for Talking Art comes from Quad City Bank and Trust, providing consumer and commercial banking as well as trust and asset management. For more information, visit qcbt.bank or stop by one of QCBT's five locations. This is Carolyn Martin, and I'm talking art today with Kevin Maynard, the executive director of Quad City Arts, and we'll be discussing the importance of businesses supporting the arts. Hi there, Kevin. Hi, Carolyn. Thanks for having me. Of course. Now, we've been fortunate enough to have you at the helm of Quad City Arts for how long now? Um, I have been here for almost five years. I started in December of 2018, mm. uh, which seems kind of wild to think back on. So. Yes. Well, and so much has happened in, the, yes. in those five years. But <laughs> one thing that I've always admired about you is your unwavering support for local artists. Thank you. Uh, yeah. And, you know, Quad City Arts is probably best known for the Visiting Artists series, I, mm -hmm. I would say, which um, brings professional performing artists into our region. They perform in schools and in our public spaces. But people need to know also about the variety of arts services that Quad City Arts provides. And, uh, you know, if a business or a corporation is interested in acquiring a work of art for their space, how do you partner with them? And and how does the process work? Yeah, so the... So I would say that Quad City Arts tries to make this as simple as possible and tries to give you many avenues um, uh, based on your comfort level. So the first, and I would say probably the easiest one, um, is you can stop by our galleries in downtown Rock Island or the Quad Cities International Airport. And if you see a piece that you like in the in the exhibition, you can buy that uh, and we can bring it to you or you can pick it up. Um, we also have a great artist consignment shop um, in Quad City Arts so that uh, if you're looking for a local artist there, you can also find a piece there. So that is, I think, the easiest introduction to that. And, you know, maybe just the, the certain, uh, maybe your first step into your public art collection. Uh, but we also go beyond that. So we have worked with businesses in the past um, to help them, you know, install art into their into their spaces into their workplaces their boardrooms um, and even some outdoor public sculptures and that process is quite simple for us is that you call us and we start having that conversation and so to make it easier for us um, and for our the business partner we are partnering with you know we'll typically ask you know you know, the basic questions like, how many pieces are you looking for? Or how much space are you looking to fill? And then, you know, what is your budget? Um, because as we know, you know, art is as uh, a wide range on, on prices. Um, and we at Quad City Arts try to do our best to make sure that our artists are fairly compensated. Um, so we want to make sure that when we dive into this process, we're looking for pieces and artists that we know will fit inside of that budget. And so that starts with a conversation typically with our visual arts director, Don Wolford Metallo, um, who has done this uh, numerous times and has done a fantastic job with that. Um, so recently we partnered with Quad City Bank and Trust uh, and created, uh, had had custom made commissioned pieces with artists for their boardroom, which um, were absolutely stunning. And they fit the the style that they were looking for, but they are also looking to support, you know, certain artists. Um, for this particular space, they were looking for, you know, artists that were local, and they also wanted to support female artists as well. So we were able to to fit that need and, and fill those spaces. Uh, we also have, you know, sort of on a, a larger scale, if you're looking for murals, uh, those kind of things, we have done a few different ways with that. So one, um, 
we can hire a professional artist to come into your space and paint a mural based on your specifications. We also have a really great program here at Quad City Arts called the Metro Arts Youth Apprenticeship Program. And that pays young adults in our community ages 15 to 21 to create art. Uh, and so typically this is in public spaces, um, but we also have worked with businesses in the past. Uh, most recently, we have worked with the uh, TBK Bank uh, headquarters here in uh, here in the Quad Cities, uh, specifically in Bettendorf, and created two murals on their second and third floor. Uh, that was created with input from their team. And then our artists, uh, ages 15 to 21, were paired with a lead artist. In this case, it was Sarah Robb, and they painted two murals. Um, and so they were able to showcase aspects of the Midwest and aspects of the Quad Cities um, painted by people living here mm -hmm. uh, and so that was really important to them and they also got to support youth in the in the community as well right so there, there's two kind of a two prongs to that yes <laughs> besides supporting local artists they're employing young people and i think the metro arts program involves students from around age 15 or 16 up until the Correct. age of 21 Correct. so that's amazing and i read that that mural that tbk bank uh commissioned was an ode to the midwest and they incorporated um, uh, symbols or icons uh, that we would all recognize here, the, the railroad, um, corn, wheat, things like that. So they could really um, specify very, very, um, very directly what they what they wanted. Yes, yes. Yeah. And, and what I think is really cool about that piece is uh, Sarah will tell you it was a, it was a challenging piece um, because it is primarily in grayscale. Mm -hmm. um, and and then with like a little bit of pop of red, because that was the colors that they had on that floor. And it it came out just absolutely stunning. And it's one of those pieces that I remember watching it happen in process and going, I don't know that this is going to finish up on time. And every single time they hit that deadline, and it always absolutely amazes me. Um, but I think one of the coolest things about the Metro Arts Youth Apprenticeship Program and about partnering with businesses is that businesses are able to sort of instill that value into young adults and teach them that like their art deserves to be compensated um, and that this yes. is an, an avenue for, you know, a future career or a future mm -hmm. side hustle, um, but it has value. And it's not just, you know, what some people may think of as just like a fun hobby. Right. And that's, that is such an important message that you can make a career. It's a viable yes. career option to be an artist. Yes. Yeah. So those two examples, the Quad City Bank and Trust boardroom and also the the two murals at the TBK mm -hmm. Bank, they're good examples of the um, community-based partnerships that are that are possible. But if, if someone doesn't want to do that, if they want to do something more on their own, say they're a local business that wants something smaller, you'd mentioned that you could come into the gallery, but then you've also created this artist index project. So yes. let's talk about that for a little bit. So this is a passion project at Quad City Arts. It has been something that has been requested in just a about every, you know, public art meeting or meeting with artists, you know, there's been some sort of question that is derived to like, it'd be nice if there was a list of the artists in the Quad Cities. And at various times, people had kind of picked this up and taken a look at it. And I'll be honest, we looked at it five years ago and, you know, we're like, oh, how hard can it be? And then all of a sudden you start breaking things down and you go, oh, I need artist names. I need examples of their works. I need it to be searchable by style and genre and, you know, all of these different criteria. And so we took some time to actually develop that. Um, and so we were able to partner with a local business, um, Twin States, and they helped us create this artist index. So it's a custom-made platform 
that essentially any artist in the Quad Cities who is above the age of 18 can create a profile on. And this profile will include, you know, images of their artwork and then direct links to their social media, to their website, and ways to contact them. Um, we are essentially um, cutting us out of that process. Mm -hmm. um, and that is because we view this as an equity tool. Um, this is accessibility at its core. Because in the past, if a client were to call us and say they had ample time to, to choose an artist, you know, we could put out a call and you know, make that very accessible. But a lot of times artists call us or businesses will call us and say, oh, I need this piece and I'd like to have it, you know, at this time. And we're like, oh, like that does not give us enough time to put out a call. So we instantly have to rely on the artists that we know. And that frankly isn't fair. I mean, if you aren't connected with us in some way and we don't think of you when, you, when it comes to oil painting or murals or anything like that, you're cut out of that process. But now when somebody, when a business calls and says, hey, I'm looking for this, we can go straight to that artist index, filter out based on what they're looking for, and that's where we're choosing our artists from. Like, we created this tool, so if you want to do business with us and you want us to recommend jobs for you, um, we're going to use that tool because it's the tool that we've created. And it just makes it more accessible and spreads around the work and honestly spreads out the style of art that we're seeing here in the mm -hmm. Quad Cities, which I also think is very important. But... The biggest thing is like you could go to quadcityarts.com right now. On the main bar, there is a button that says artist index. You can go there and you can start looking at artists and you can, you know, you can pare that down to murals or even tattoos or, you know, graphic design and then, you know, figure out what you're looking for. And then maybe there's a, an artist that you want to work with. Maybe you're like, you know what? I want an artist from Rock Island, Illinois. And you can pare down right to that and say, this is the artist I want to work with. And then reach out to them directly and say, hey, you know, I'm looking to commission a piece for this and, you know, start having that conversation yourself. Well, you mentioned the word equity and it really is a equitable, like it process, it democratizes it, you know, both I'm thinking both from the artist's standpoint, because it's in, it's a way for them to free of charge, mm -hmm. uh, advertise and, um, show their services but it also reduces costs for the consumer. So say a business or an individual or a, um, or a city government who wants to fill their walls, they can, they can search uh, by artistic medium, by subject matter, mm -hmm. and then by specific demographics and find yeah. the artist that they think best suits their needs. Yeah, so that's an amazing thing. And, and why would you say it's so important to support our local artists? <laughs> well, you know, we always – there's so many reasons. Uh, because, you know, we always talk about how we want the Quad Cities to be, you know, a, a cool place. And I always tell people art and artists are the way to make that happen. And the more we support local artists, the more we build that artist community, the more artists stay here and live here. And honestly, the more artists will want to come and live in our community and, you know, sort of – make this an even cooler place to live. I mean, I think that we have some really great amenities here. We have some really great opportunities for artists. And this, among a lot of the other things we're doing, are just going to grow that. Right. Last month, I had the pleasure of speaking with Andre Kozlowski, who runs the Sound Conservatory mm -hmm. in Rock Island. And he moved here to our community in part because of the robust musical scene. So so it is one of those things that the more art you have, whether or not that's visual arts perform or performing arts, it just pulls people in. But it's also an important economic tool. Yes. Carolyn, you're speaking my language. <laughs> um, what I love about the arts is that there's a there's a couple of things we always like to tell people is that the arts drive tourism. Um, you know, you can look at 
you know, study after study, and it shows that arts and culture are the reason that people travel. And people that are traveling for cultural tourists, like for cultural tourism, spend twice as many dollars in a community. Um, so that alone, like, creates a nice economic driver. The other thing I always like to ask people and tell people is, you know, think about a place that you want to visit. Think about the next vacation that you're planning. Um, I can guarantee you that that place that you're thinking of has a robust art scene, whether it's, you know, public art or whether it is, you know, museums or music happening inside bars and nightclubs, uh, theaters, those kind of things. Like those things are important. Um, and we know that locally, uh, as of 2015, that just the nonprofit sector of the arts and culture community um, had an impact of over $75 million annually. Um, we are currently redoing that study with Americans for the Arts um, because we know that that number has has grown. And it'll be nice in about six to eight months, we'll be able to announce that and share what those results are. Right. I've been to several events lately where Quad City Arts is actually <laughs> yes. on the ground asking people to fill out surveys because mm -hmm. you may not you know, you may not think about those things, but if you go to uh, an event, you are spending uh, money on dinner or drinks, or if you've traveled to our community, mm -hmm. you're staying in a hotel. So, so so much more money than you might imagine actually yes. gets funneled back into our community. And Correct. Yeah, you're doing so much. And, <laughs> you know, last year, the, another thing that I think I, I found very interesting is that Quad City Arts has committed to the concept of placemaking. And that's a term that I think is is, is really interesting. Yes. How, how would you describe creative placemaking? Creative placemaking um, is always sort of hard to for me to explain. I mean, really, um, it's the act of building, you know, like art and infrastructure centered around a community's sort of um, morals and their values and the way that they want their community to be. Uh, and we are starting to see this more and more in all of our communities. Um, not only when, you know, communities are creating a public art plan, but they're also calling it a public art and placemaking plan. And specifically because for placemaking to truly work, it has to have input from the community. So, for instance, we've recently seen um, downtown Rock Island doing their Rebuild Rock Island, um, and they are having public input sessions for that. Um, that is an act of placemaking. That is an act of them saying, like, we want input from the community to make sure that we're on the right track. So on the public art side of things, you know, there's a lot of different ways that that can happen. But one specifically in conjunction with Rebuild Rock Island, we are redoing Arts Alley, and Arts Alley has at has two very large murals in that. And so we are using that as a template for our placemaking um, plan. And what we will do with that is sort of simply put out a call um, and get a request for qualifications from artists and then take that and using the building owners, um, because obviously they have to have input of what's going on their walls, um, we will pare down uh, sort of some styles. And then we will take those styles to the community. And that'll be through, you know, public input sessions, out at events, and, you know, just online surveys to say, stylistically, what do you like here? And then from that, we'll find three to five artists that fit the styles that are most popular, and then they will create a concept for that mural. And then again, we'll go through that process again. So by the end of it, we will have chosen a design with input from the community and specifically input from the community that's going to be like in that area. So um, we will focus our efforts in downtown Rock Island um, and sort of Rock Island as a whole. Um, obviously, there will be input from all the Quad Cities because, you know, we are connected like that. Um, it's hard to 
to cut cut that out. We don't want that because obviously people are going to be visiting that downtown. Um, but at its core, people who are going to see that every day and interact with that every day will help choose that art. Mm-hmm. And it is important that that people actually living here yes. have input, <laughs> and I think that is an important part yes. of place making. And it it takes it takes uh, the, the people actually residing there takes their opinions and their needs into account, and and then beautifies. The space mm-hmm. that they that they live in, that they work in. Yes, and 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 I would say even more importantly, um, it involves having a diverse uh, voices at the table. Right. Um, you know, we always try to tell people like when we're explaining this is it shouldn't be just people that look like me sitting around a room deciding what art's going to go on that wall. I mean, it should be a cross section mm-hmm. of our community. Yeah. Well, tying into that idea of placemaking is Quad City Arts Public Sculpture Program, yes. and that's that's an entirely new entity. But but it's it's also something that people should know about because um, you have been working for I think over twenty years now with local governmental entities and different public commissions to select sculptures that we all get to see. Yes, so annually we swap those out like the first week, two weeks of June. And this year we swapped out 22 sculptures, mm. um, which is a record for uh, the public sculpture program, followed by a record-breaking year last year. Um, so, I mean, the program is becoming more and more popular and, you know, is having more input. I mean, this year we put uh, sculptures in DeWitt, uh, yeah. which is the farthest out that we've gone. And I we're in talks with communities that are even farther um, to be able to do the same thing because it is you know when you're running on the bike path or you're running through a downtown area like it's nice to see public sculpture it's nice to see those things switch over and it it does drive tourism I mean it beautifies a location Um, you know sometimes you might not think about it but if you stop and uh, really take a look around, I guarantee that you are walking past, driving past, running past, you know, dozens of public sculptures. Uh-huh. Uh, well, and I day. love the fact that it's somewhat ephemeral. You know, it's, yeah. it's brief. It's, it, they, it lasts for a year. Mm-hmm. And then they're swapped out. Now, if you love that sculpture, though, there is an opportunity oh, yeah. to purchase it. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, every every sculpture has a plaque um, that has, you know, basically a price tag on it, a QR code that if you want to get in touch with us, you're like, that's <laughs> I want this for my front yard or I want it in front of my business. We can make that happen. Yeah. Well, Kevin, you clearly are very <laughs> passionate about the arts. You're doing so much for us, Thank and you. we are so grateful that you've been here running Quad City Arts for the past five years. How do you explain your passion? Um, you know, looking back, I think that it started out as something that was fun. Um, I, well, there is a there is a person who who currently lives in Cambridge, Illinois. Um, her name is now Stephanie Taylor. Uh, formerly was Stephanie Adams, and I. Had I played football for years, I quit football, and I needed something to fill my time with. So I did the, uh, I was in the high school musical Cinderella when I was in eighth grade, because I just needed to You know, I, I'm sorry, but I have to laugh. The idea of a football player uh, starring in Cinderella. <laughs> well, it's a great I, image. I, I, had, I, I had quit. I had decided <laughs> I needed something else. And, and so I went, and I met then Stephanie Adams, and... She basically, like, I had a fun time doing that, and I wasn't really going to move on to do anything else theater-related, and she basically, I mean, I, I say pressured, um, but I, I don't know that she really twisted my arm that much, but because of her, I started doing everything theater-related, and I had a great time doing it, and it was just, it was just fun, and then over time, I started realizing, like, the changes that were happening within me. Um, what most people don't know is that I am 
actually very much an introvert. Um, I am very quiet. Um, like normally, like I get very embarrassed to do public speaking. Um, and that surprises people, but because of doing all theater and doing those things, like, um, I started getting better at that and being able to, to do that. And then I started reading more. I started being involved in, you know, other extracurriculars and it just sort of, you know, branched out. And it wasn't until I think college that I realized that, oh, this is what happens when you get involved in the arts. I mean, and studies continue to show this, that you do better in school. You start reading more, you vote more, um, you do all of these things because of the arts. And because of that, um, it just led me to continue to do everything, like mostly at the time theater related. And then it just led me down a path of the arts. And I want to provide those opportunities to everyone else yeah. and especially in this community well what an amazing origin story because because <laughs> because truly it sounds like that initial foray into theater back in high school changed the entire trajectory of your life oh very much so yeah and for the rest of us living here in the community who now <laughs> get to benefit from your leadership so kevin maynard thank you for talking today and for all of your work supporting local artists Gosh, thank you Quad City Arts is a nonprofit arts organization based in Rock Island, Illinois, that is dedicated to enriching the quality of our lives through the arts. They offer a wide variety of arts services, including corporate partnerships. For more information on the Artist Index series, where you can view work by local artists and contact them directly for projects or commissions, visit quadcityarts.com. This has been Carolyn Martin, Talking Art in the Quad Cities, for WVIK. Our theme music is provided by a Quad City legend, the late Ellis Cal.